Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Let's join our hosts, Phil Dark and Dr. Karen Hutchison. Hey guys, welcome to the Think Orphan podcast. This is Dr. Karen, and thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a great show, and we're excited to um, share with you what we have today. Phil, what do we have on the docket today? Yeah, today's a little different. We, we've never done this before, but I'm excited to do it. We, uh, we're going to take a little break this summer. We're going to take a, a couple months off, really, to get our bearings. Um, and we're, we, we've sent out a survey. Uh, hopefully, everyone listening in has, has received it. If you haven't, you can go to the Think Orphan podcast uh, Facebook page, and you can grab that survey. I strongly encourage you to do so because... You know, part of this summer, we're going to take those surveys. We're going to look at that. We're going to talk to different people that we know who are who are part of part of this audience and say, hey, you know, how can we do this better? How can we serve you better? And how can we get this podcast out to more and more people around the world so we can love these kids around the world better? So that's a real part of what we're doing this summer. Um, we're also uh, finishing up a book project. I'm, I'm working on a book project with about 14 uh, co-authors. If you read In Pursuit of Orphan Excellence, it will be similar to that, except it will be the big picture of orphan care. A lot of what we talk about on this podcast, the prevention, the restoration, the, the traditional, quote unquote, traditional spectrum of orphan care, for lack of a better term at this point. And we're really going to have different co-authors on each of those who are experts in those fields. So from poverty alleviation to family strengthening to trafficking issues, uh, mentoring and uh, adoption, all of those issues that we're, that we're talking about on this show, we'll have different people writing that. So I'm, I'm finishing up that, uh, that project this summer. And another thing that I'm excited about is we're working on getting a prayer, virtual prayer gathering, like a monthly prayer gathering with the Think Orphan community and really anyone who wants to be a part of that. So if you're, if that interests you, we're basically, we'll get on a conference call together and pray together for the children around the world, pray for the work that we're doing, pray for the guests who are going to be on the show that can help other people and really just pray for what God's doing in this work. And so if you're interested in that, you know, send us an email drop us a comment on the, on the Think Orphan page or just get a hold of us with all the different ways we have uh, for you to get a hold of us. And while you're doing that, provide us with some feedback, anything that you, that you have. Um, if you can do that through the survey, that'd be great. Or otherwise, um, we definitely take heed of all of that. So that's really what we're, what we're talking about doing this summer. Um, and uh, so today, though, what, what we're going to be doing in anticipation of taking a couple months off is really just recapping... Um, some highlights that, that Karen and I have of the first half of season three. So we've had some amazing guests. We've had some great interviews, a couple two-part interviews, or actually three two-part interviews, um, because there was just so much good stuff from those from those folks. Hope you've heard all of these interviews. If you haven't, I encourage you to go back and do so. But, you know, while, while we're... Uh, having this, this conversation, I just look forward to, you know, introducing you if you haven't listened to them to some of the, some of the great wisdom that these people were able to share with us. So Karen, with that, you know, what, what were some of the highlights that you had from the first uh, 10 episodes of season three? Yeah, season three was an amazing opportunity for me to join the Think Orphan team and get to co-host with you, first of all. So thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Um, So many wonderful experiences. I've learned so much from the guests that we've had this season. Some of the, the things that stand out to me the most were 
the continual themes that we heard from each of our guests and the themes surrounding intentionality, the themes surrounding healthy relationships and, and pursuing relationships with the people that we're working with and the people that we're working for, whether that's here in America, whether it's children, teenagers, families, whether it's people in a different culture. That was really helpful and encouraging for me to hear and just um, as a great reminder of how to do work well with intentionality and with integrity. Um, and it was a, a great thing. One of the other things that stood out to me too was um, hearing from Dr. Ford and the intentionality with um, her organization focusing on the church involvement. I'm a huge proponent of churches being incredibly involved in orphan care, obviously, but orphan care in the post-adoption perspective, whether that's families growing through foster care or adoption, but when churches are intentionally involved in the post part of this process, it can be wildly amazing. And so their their program was called Wraparound, but just hearing specifically how churches are coming alongside of families who are growing through foster care, that was encouraging for me as well. And then I think if you guys have listened to... Um, the season regularly, you know that I was just blown out of the water um, by Jeff Sandifer and the Acton Academy. And so those were for sure some of my favorites of the season, Phil. Yeah. You know, I, I'm the one thing that I just think about all I, as I'm looking down the list of the people that we've had on, as I remember back to the interviews that, that I was able to do with these people, it's just how ridiculously smart these people are. Um, how much they've thought about these issues, how much we are, I mean, how we are so incredibly fortunate that they took the time to share their wisdom with us um, and with this global audience. And, and I said it with, with Jeff and I know everyone that I've talked with really shares the same sentiments. They're not sharing this stuff on the podcast for themselves and to increase their platform. They're sharing it to help others. Because they know that they have experience. They know that they have an ability to help others to do this work. They're not getting paid to do it. Um, we haven't paid a single person to be on the podcast, and we're not gonna. Um, because, you know, one is budget, obviously. You know, the, you out there know that budgets are low. Um, but the other is it's just these people are doing it because they know that we're a team. And that's the other thing that I keep hearing over and over. And if, if there's one thing that you know, a constant theme of this podcast is that we need each other. We are a team. We are in this together and we need to work together. And that really came up in every single interview that this is work that is so hard. Um, and I say work, you know, obviously it's a loose term. If when we're talking parenting, those of us who are parents know that it's work. It's also a labor of love and it's something we love to do because we love our children and we love the fact that God's given these children to us, but it's still a lot of work and it's hard. And so we need people when we're talking about working cross-culturally, Delia Pop comes to mind. It's just so hard, but she came up with some great things that we can do together and how we can work together and how we can go into cultures and not think we know everything, but go into cultures and say, okay, teach me teach me, help me to understand you, help me to understand how we can work together, help me to understand, um, what is going on in this, in this culture, what's going on in this society, what's going on in this particular community, because that's the only way we can take the best practices and the expertise that we have that's kind of been gathered around the world in these different work that's going on and apply it to a specific situation. It's to understand that specific situation deeply 
And when you look at the other people that were on the show, that same theme is throughout. It's weaved throughout when you talk about Tom Lukasik, when he's talking about aging out, when he's talking about working with, with birth mothers. Um, each individual situation is different. Yeah, there's best practices. Yeah, there's things that apply to everybody. But each individual situation is different. And I, you know, Sharon Ford, same thing. Um, Kent Anon talking about working in Haiti, same thing, right? So all of these things keep coming up and they, they're all to me are exciting because there's people that want to work together, people that know we need to work together and people that are figuring out better, you know, more and more every day, how we can work together. And that's what I'm hoping. That was what I was hoping for. That was kind of my dream for this podcast when I was thinking it up about a year and a half ago and to see it actually coming to fruition is so exciting. And I will say too that, um, you, you talked about the fact that you came on this show this, this season. And I am, I've told so many people how excited I was when you, said yes to doing this show because I thought there's no way you were going to have time and that you were going to see this as something that was important enough to do. Not that you didn't think it was important, but because you are so busy with so many (laughs) different things, but to see how God's used you already in this show on the, you know, and to be able to help people in different ways. It's so exciting to me and it's such a blessing to me. And I know so many others have told me as well, just, um, what a home run it was. And I know that, that, uh, that isn't necessarily something that you sit there and go, yes, Phil just said that, you know, of course, because, but, um, it was, and I think that God knew what's going on and he said, this is the person that's supposed to be here. So it's been awesome. And I, I think that everyone out there shares my sentiments. Thank you so much, Phil. That's amazing to hear. And again, such a privilege to be a part of the team. Yeah. So, so is there anything else that, you know, that really stuck out? I mean, any particular specifics from, um, interviews? I know you mentioned Sharon Ford and I agree with that wraparound care was just, it's so important for us to understand what that is. Um, I know that for you, self-care is something that is critical in Peter Greer's interview, which we just heard last episode, um, is something that, that, that's super important. And I know that that's something that stuck out to me as well, but, but, um, anything from that in particular or anything else? Yeah, I, I think you guys have, have heard me speak probably each, each episode on how much, um, I am just, uh, invigorated and, and just totally passionate about intentional member care, intentional, uh, care as, as, as we are parents, parenting our children, as we are staff members, um, taking care of people that we're serving, um, pastors, uh, taking care of the, the people in their church. And so member care looks it has so many different levels and that is so near and dear to my heart. And I was encouraged by, um, Peter Greer's episode that he talked so thoroughly about, and especially with his books, I'm very, very excited to read those as well. I think for me, uh, the other part that was, um, impactful was just Delia pop. I mean, I just could listen to her and her, um, her second episode, I think it was Phil, where she talked about how important, um, research and following up and, um, just really measurement of the services that we're, we're doing. I'm actually headed to Uganda in just a couple of days. And, um, I was just dialoguing with someone that I'm traveling with and, and talking through like, okay, what's, what's the uh, formal assessments that we're going to do and, and how are we going to monitor? How are we going to track? 
track this? How are we going to measure the efficacy of what we're doing, even in this week that we're going to um, provide member care for a couple of staff members? Um, So just hearing people who are working in the field and who are really banging the drum, if you will, to help us to understand how very important it is to monitor what we're doing, to evaluate what we're doing so that we can show efficacy. That's incredibly important. And I loved listening to her talk about um, all of those aspects. Yeah, I mean, I think we both just loved listening to her talk as well, just because yes. her <laughs> accent was just so cool, you know. And so I think that uh, that was something that we both got to know her a little bit better at the CAFO Summit as well. I think, uh, you know, getting to know her personally better in person uh, made me respect her even more than I already did. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there's so much we, more we could talk about. We could talk all day long about just a different episodes, the different highlights that we have. Um, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to finish off by saying I was excited to see that uh, Poverty Inc., which Michael Miller, the first couple episodes, again, if you didn't hear those, Michael Miller just shared a ton of wisdom with us. That guy is, you know, off the charts smart with a lot of wisdom. And the, the, the movie that he was able to put together with so many other people, as he reminded me several times during the interview, it wasn't about him. He actually um, had a lot of people, obviously we know that, a lot of other people working on that, on that, uh, documentary, but that was just, it's up for, uh, several, all kinds of awards in different festivals. And I just saw on Facebook that it was, I, I can't recall. I should have probably should have checked it before the episode, but it's either won something or was up for a top award at a, at another festival. And so if you haven't seen that, that documentary, go out, check it out. Uh, Poverty Inc. And then to go deeper than that, Poverty Cure, uh, is such a great series that, uh, goes so deeply into these issues that really, um, are at the core of what we're talking about, especially on the prevention side of how we can hopefully love these kids before they're orphaned. And if they are, how we can love them well in the midst of it. Um, so now we want to transition a little bit, you know, uh, to just really talk about a preview, give a little preview of what's going to happen when we come back in August um, with the second half of season three. Also give you a little teaser on some of the other things that I'm thinking about doing because I want you to be able to give us feedback on it. I want you to be able to let me know if you think it's a good idea, not, not a great idea, or if you have some ideas of how we can do what we're talking about even better. And so really the, a couple of the things, you know, we, we have so many different people uh, lined up that we've already done some of these interviews. And there are some people that I am super excited to do interviews in the next month or two that I'm not even going to say who they are, because if I say who they are, and for some reason we don't actually have the interview happen because of schedule conflicts, I don't want you to be, you know, bummed out and, and tell me that, you know, I can't believe you, you get false advertising or whatever. So I'm going to tell you some of the ones that we have already done. Uh, Chris can die. Uh, Kandaya, if you, if you don't know Chris, he's, he's over in the UK and the guy is awesome. Um, again, accent, he's got a British accent. So even that alone should get you excited about the interview. Um, no, but the guy has done so much work, uh, with home for good with, uh, he was the London school of theology president. Um, he was part of, uh, evangelical Alliance in the UK, so many different things that he's doing, but first and foremost, he loves the Lord and he has had, you know, put his money where his mouth is when it comes to, uh, foster caring. He's been a foster carer for so many kids and he's also encouraging so many others to do the same thing. 
when he talks about the refugee crisis, which is one of the things we're also going to do is, is, is a series on the refugee crisis and how we can get involved and how we can help and what that might look like. So we're going to have several different interviews with some folks from World Vision. Um, we're working on a couple other um, people that uh, you will definitely learn from and you'll get excited to hear from on these issues. We also have Jason Kovacs with Together for Adoption, Arturo Barrientos with Casa Viva. If you were at CAFO Summit this year, you heard from Arturo and he, he definitely has a lot to share with us. Amanda Cox with Lumos, um, Mark Stewart with Hands and Feet Project in Haiti, Mike Duras with Out Orphan Outreach. We got uh, an interview with Catherine Joyce that, that Karen was able to do with her at the CAFO Summit. Um, I just finished up an interview with Pam Parrish with Connections Homes in Atlanta. She's the Ready or Not author as well. Um, there's so many others that, uh, that you're going to hear from. Um, in the, in the second half of season three and in the future. Um, and so the other, one of the other things we're talking about doing, and this I'd, I'd love to hear feedback on we're talking about really focusing on a particular country, uh, and going in and doing about a 10 part series on that, uh, and really being able to focus on that country. And it won't necessarily be part of the main think orphan, uh, series, so to speak, but we'll have it on the website available to that country. And, and if it works for the first one, maybe we'll do another one, another one. So let's say we did Haiti, for example, we'd go into Haiti and do 12 episodes and we'd, we'd translate them into Creole and we'd be able to put that on YouTube so people could see subtitle in, in, in uh, Creole so that if they're working there, we could do that. And so that's one of the things, those are some of the ideas that we're thinking about. And I'm, I say that to get you thinking. So when you're doing the survey, when you're giving us feedback that you say, don't limit it to what we've already done and how we've already formatted the show. Because right now, you know, we are sitting here saying, we're going to dream some God-sized dreams. And let's see what, you know, God says, yep, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And with him, we can do it. So please give us that feedback and um, let us know. You know, one of the other things on that, talking about translating into other languages, we're trying to figure out the best way to get all the episodes we've had translated into other languages whether it's on YouTube with subtitles or some other way. So if you have interest in that, if you have expertise to know how we can do that well, please let us know as soon as you can. Um, Karen, anything uh, about that that you want to share or talk about? No, I can, uh, not off the top of my head, Phil, but I definitely am excited about um, a couple of the interviews that you weren't able to mention their names. And I'm very much hoping that for <laughs> sure one of them happens selfishly, but all of them are going to be really great, I know. Yeah, so the, the last thing we want to do on this on the show today, uh, because it is the kickoff of summer, yeah, a lot of you, most of you are either in your summer or getting in your last couple weeks where the kids are out or you are one of the people who have been in school and you're getting out for the summer. Um, I know for parents with lots of kids like myself, there's not necessarily a ton of time to read or get involved. It's actually a lot busier than during the school year, but I still want to say, hey, Here's some recommendations from us, and I want to share with you my summer reading list and give Karen the opportunity to do the same. Uh, so Karen, why don't you kick it off, and then I will kind of end the show with my summer reading list and a couple recommendations that I think will uh, get people uh, to, to be learning this summer, but also to be having some fun with some fun books. 
Awesome. Well, my summer reading list is a work in progress. I think that I have very much maybe taken um, too hearty of a chunk, a bite out of my potential summer reading list. Um, But I always like to dream big and think big. Um, And if I don't finish them all this summer, then they will just trickle into my fall reading list. And so um, for those of you guys that have heard a little bit about my story, um, you may or you may not know that I'm an adoptive mom. And um, we are raising two children that we adopted from East Africa. And so um, if you don't know anything about me um, and you've not ever seen a picture of me, I am a Caucasian woman. I'm a white woman. (laughs) And so I am a white woman uh, raising my two African children. And so um, being as knowledgeable and um, just aware of race and issues related to uh, race and African heritage and history and even what... um, the African-American movement within Christianity is very important for me. And so um, some of the books that I'm looking at reading this summer have um, have to do with, with race and particularly the church. And so um, a couple of books that I'm looking at, the first one is called um, Free at Last. And um, the name that author just slipped my mind. And so I um, We'll get back to you on that author and then we'll probably we'll have it on the show yeah. notes. Don't yeah. worry. Okay. Yeah. So free at last, that's one. And then, um, I'm going to revisit. I know why the cage bird sings. I remember reading that in high school and writing a paper on that, but I'm going to revisit that one. Um, and then I'm also going to read, um, why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria by Beverly Daniel Tatum. I would also really, really like to revisit and read again Lord of the Rings. I know that that is an oldie, but it's a goodie. And um, all of my kids are kind of um, becoming more and more infatuated with the Lord of the Rings. And I need to um, refresh my memory on some of that. also trying to um, read through Kent Anon's book that we talked about, even this season of Slow Kingdom coming. That's literally um, packed already for my trip next week overseas. I'm going to get through that. And then Peter Greer's 4040 Vision, that's on my list too. And then finally, rounding out my list, we'll see is, um, I guess it maybe came out a year or two ago, but it's Nancy Piercy's Finding Truth. Um, I really enjoyed her book um, almost 10 years ago called Total Truth. That was a really powerful read for me, um, as a woman and a woman who was seeking, um, just to have a professional career and, and higher education and, and loving Jesus all through that. And so those are some of the books that I'm looking forward to, uh, jumping into in all of my spare time this summer, Phil. Yeah. Well, you know, you got a, you got a long flight over to Uganda here coming up. That's so true. <laughs> you should, you should be able to get, you know, that as long as you don't get distracted by all the movies that are sitting on your seat back, you know, that's always a struggle for me anyway. Um, speaking of movies, one of the things that I, I just watched actually last night with my family was the Hillsong movie, Hillsong Let Hope Rise, which was a fantastic documentary. Um, and, uh, my, we watched it as a family and it was so encouraging to see the, um, just how they write their music and just, it, I mean, I don't know you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about if you see it. And it's, it's about an hour and a half and so many of the songs that we sing in our churches today are from the, the pens and, or I guess as you'll see the computers for the most part of, of these musicians who are phenomenal musicians, but they're writing words and lyrics and music that, uh, they're just saying, Hey God, write through us. And it's, it was very encouraging. Um, 
a couple other books that I, I've finished recently that I strongly recommend uh, checking out for different reasons. One is called Contagious, Why Things Catch On. It's by Jonah Berger, and, and he uh, wrote a great book um, just about, it's for us doing work where we're trying to get out there and get people to understand things and also, you know, adopt things of, uh, why, you know, different thoughts and different um, best practices. All this work that we're doing, if we don't get out there and advocate for it, it's going to end with us, right? If we don't tell others, but if it doesn't stick, it's also going to end with us. And obviously God can take things and he will teach people things, but he can use us to be able to do that. And I think this book does a good job of telling us that. Another one actually along that same vein is, is called Fool's Talk by Oz Guinness. And that guy, you know, he's been around for a long time, but he's talking about just the importance of Christian apologetics in our world today and not coming at it as, you know, going just knowing it. No, it's, it's to understand why the world is the way it is today to understand how, you know, the assimilation of us into our society rather than holding to orthodoxy causes so many issues. Such a good book. Um, particularly the last probably quarter of it. Um, I think the, the rest of the book really is setting up the last quarter, which is the punchline. And that's a rare thing in a lot of books. For those of you who read a lot, you know, a lot of books could probably stop after page 100 and then it just kind of rehashes the first hundred pages of the thesis of the book. But that book is not one of those. And I think, you know, fortunately, a lot of most of the books that I recommend on this show are great from cover to cover um, or else I wouldn't have finished them. But uh, my summer reading list, like uh, Karen's, um, there's a lot of books on it. And I uh, hope I can get through them all. Uh, most of them, as you know, if you've listened to the show, most of my reading, except with my kids, is of the audio version where I listen to books in the midst of my life and it's, uh, it allows me to get through a lot more books. And I've learned how to listen better too. So those people say, oh, I could never do that. And it really helps with my listening skills too. Um, so it, it's, I've gotten better at reading audibly. Um, so... One is Moby Dick, and I'm just starting that. I've heard from pretty much every leader out there that this is their number one novel. And so I figure I probably should read it. And I've tried to start it a few times and just haven't finished it, so I'm excited to get through it this time. Another one is called uh, All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. It's a bestseller out there, and I've heard just nothing but great things about it. Same with Hillbilly Elegy is J.D. Vance. Um, so that's another one that I'm hoping to get to soon. Uh, I'm going through the Harry Potter series as well, because, you know, I've heard from a few people it's a pretty good series. So um, that's one that I'm on, the Chamber of Secrets. So I've only finished one, um, but uh, looking forward to getting through that series as well. Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek um, should be a great one. Looking forward to, to digesting that. Uh, Joel Rosenberg, The Third Target. So as you'll see, there's some some serious stuff and some novels as well. Um, Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. That's a book I've, I've heard him on a lot of podcasts and the importance of sleep. And so I'm really excited to, to be able to, to get through that. The Keeper by Tim Howard is another one. That's basically the goalkeeper. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Tim Howard is, he's, he was a national team, uh, U.S. national team goalkeeper for years. He's had, he had um, Tourette's syndrome and some other things uh, that have been, you know, a lot of things that people would have said, you, you know, you're not going to be able to make it. And instead, he not only made it, but he made it to the top of his game, literally. 
Uh, and then as I talked about reading with my kids, uh, we're going through the C.S. Lewis, uh, Chronicles of Narnia series and we're, I'm on the in the middle of Don Treader, Voyage of Don Treader with my eight year old and we're going to catch up with the rest of the kids at Silver Chair. And I'm, I am, de- I am determined to finish the series because my dad stopped in the middle of the Silver Chair reading to my brother and, and me and with my kids, I don't, I'm, I, okay, I'm not kidding. I stopped with the older ones in the middle of the silver chair. Not intentionally. It was just, you know, so now with my 16 year old or she's almost 16, my 14 year old boy, I told them when I catch up, we're all reading it together. I don't care if you're in college, we're going to get on Skype and we're going to read it together. So, um, anyway, so the last three, the road to character by David Brooks, the art of possibility by, uh, Rosamund and Benjamin Zander. They're actually, uh, talks about, they use the orchestra and music and their composers to be able to talk about just some great business stuff. And then the last one is the justice calling by Bethany Huang and Kristen Johnson. And I will give a little, little bit away. Bethany Huang is one of those people that, that, uh, is on the list and she's said, you know, she's committed to be able to do one of the interviews, but we haven't actually done it. So I'm, I'm, if it doesn't happen, I apologize, but I think it will. And Bethany, uh, will be an awesome guest on this show. So if that's not enough reading for you out there, then you are an incredible reader, uh, who is, is just, you know, reading a lot faster than me. So, but hopefully that those will be ways that you can get into some great books, some great minds while we're taking a break for this summer. But, uh, Karen, you got any last uh, last minute wishes for our audience for the summer? Yeah, just um, we look forward to uh, reconvening in a few short months and uh, excited to continue the conversation and, and work together and um, come alongside of each other and um, just help to take care of children who don't have families and help to provide resources and uh, learn. We want to learn just as much as you guys are learning. Um, we're all in this together. Yeah, I agree. And I thank you all for listening. Thank you for your downloads of this show. We couldn't do it without you, as you know. And I just hope and pray that uh, you do take all the stuff that we've been talking about on the show, everything that you're learning, and you help yourself, help others to love orphaned and at-risk children more and more and better and better every single day of your life. Thanks a lot. Have a great rest of the summer. And I look forward to talking with you again in August. We hope you've enjoyed today's Think Orphan podcast. For all the information in this week's podcast, please visit us at thinkorphan.com. You too can be part of the conversation. Send your questions to info at thinkorphan.com or join us on the Think Orphan Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next edition of Think Orphan. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.